Hello, everyone, and welcome to Courageous Destiny, Build a Business and Life You Love. And today I am so, so honored to have on one of my favorite queens, and that is how <laughs> I, I came to learn her. I, I came to learn of Randy. She was giving a speech and she introduced herself or no. She made sure that we knew that we were all queens. That's what I remember most. Kings and queens. Because there were. And, that's <laughs> right. There were kings and queens. So I am so honored to introduce you to Randy Moxie. Randy Moxie, we're going to talk today about her amazing book for children called The Pity Pool Party. The first in a series of pity positivity series. And I'm so honored to have you on my show, Randy. And I would love to, I, I want to share with the audience just how awesome you are, if you don't mind. This woman is to me walking, talking, full self-expression and authenticity. And I love that about her. There, she She does not... If she notices something and she thinks it's going to help you, she has no problem sharing it. And I love that about her. She exemplifies and embodies courage. And I'm just so excited to have this conversation. So welcome, Randy, to my show. Thank you so much, Kristen. I am so over the moon thrilled to be here. And there are several people that have reached out that know about the book, but the stars aligned for the first person to talk to about it with is you. And yeah. I could not be more grateful. I could not be more grateful because your courageous destiny brand is, is what this is all about. It's being the story. It's being courageous and sharing your feelings and receiving, receiving help from your friends when you're feeling a little down and vulnerable and really yeah. embracing no non-judgment, inclusivity, and acceptance because so many people have such a negative view on the pit bull breed. Well, and it it's so interesting to me, you know, the pit bulls that I have met, I have a niece pit bull, and they're just so lovable. Yes, they are they are a strong breed of dog. You know, they're very powerful animals. Yes. But I mean, from the ones that I've met when trained, my they're amazing. They're amazing, sweet and loving and smart animals. And I'm so glad you're taking a stand up for them in your book. <laughs> well, my husband and I can't have children yeah. and we have two angel babies. And I went through a whole process of feeling that I wasn't good enough because I couldn't bring his children to fruition because of things going on in my body and my organs and the function within whatever the reason was. And I grew up in an animal shelter. So I had been exposed to some of the most incredible country dog trainers in, in the world. I, I absolutely just love them. At three years old, I was sitting in the Halley Hubs Arena in West Virginia, listening to somebody over a microphone, have all these people walk around and teach their dogs to heal and sit and all of these wonderful ways to communicate with your animals. And, and then it just grew from there. My father was basically an animal whisperer. My grandmother was the one woman that had a job running things in West Virginia of all places. She ran an animal shelter and uh, the ones you couldn't get near, she would just walk in and say, come, and they would just come to her. And 
So I have this destiny, apparently courageous as Yay! it is, <laughs> that <laughs> the most traumatized ones seem to find me. And it's every time they're not good with people, they're not good with dogs. And for some reason, they fit into my pack. At this point, is now five. And the 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 little pearly that was in this story was our COVID rescue. And my husband actually said, I can't stop thinking about her. She needs to be ours. And that was, that was so special to me because he just accepts and receives everything I want to do. And he comes along as my partner in freaking everything. He was right by my side as a pageant director. He was right by my side when I started my business. He was right by my side when I was training to be a dog trainer. He is just so supportive. So I couldn't say no. (laughs) (laughs) We had just lost his, his first real connection dog. And so I thought it was his way to heal, but what I didn't know, and you know, God thinks you're funny when you make plans or you think, you know, what's going on. And then he shows you it's really this. She was, I I love this saying, Oh God, God, or what, what what is that saying? You probably know, you might've just said it, right? Yeah. God God laughs when you you had a plan. (laughs) God laughs when you make plans. Oh, you're cute. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So have fun going around that mountain and then give me a call when you want to go up it. Yes. Yes. God is good though. And right around the time we, so in 2019, when I turned 40, I was told I wouldn't make it to that age. And I was strutting through it in seven inch heels, thinking I crossed the finish line. Woohoo! And then I started falling and not just, mm-hmm. not just little scuffs, not just being clumsy. I was full on rolling my ankle, rolling my knee, ripping my groin, falling on my hip and catching myself on my right wrist, all on the right side, repeatedly. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of analysis on both the holistic side and the Western medicine side. And it was very overwhelming because I had all of these responsibilities, all these events, I had all these things to do. And there were days when I absolutely couldn't walk. And then she came into my life and what's her name Rosie her name is Pearl Pearl but her middle name is like so Pearly Rose is what I call her whenever she needs to listen (laughs) she gets the middle name (laughs) yep exactly she gets the middle name if she's not paying attention just like most children you know fur babies and actual humans you usually get get a middle name whenever you need you need attention the beautiful thing that I didn't realize was beautiful at the time because I was incredibly frustrated was she was older. She was dumped in a forest preserve with full teeth and there were no puppies to be found. So she was incredibly defensive. She wanted to get to her kids. She didn't know who had them. She had no survival skills. No one knows where she was kept or what happened. But what we do know is she had just had a litter and it wasn't there. And uh, so there's a little bit of time and my husband meets her and then he can't stop thinking about her and he doesn't say no to anything that I ask. So I'm not, of course, not going to say no, 
But what I did know is she's older. She's an adult. And uh, whenever they did her surgery, she's been pregnant every time that she possibly could be. So she, she's, and then beyond that, being dumped in a forest preserve with no survival skills, no food, no anything, and then going into animal control. So those two last things alone are enough trauma, but the life that came before had a lot of trauma. So she comes from, she comes from before she got to you and your husband, she was with animal control, yes. um, abandoned, yes. scared without yes. her pups. Yes. And no one could get near her. Mm. She couldn't, she was reactive towards dogs. She was reactive towards people. And so I, I told them, you know, just, just because I've done this my whole life, she might always be kept separate. She will have a way better life than a shelter. She will have, we will never give up on her, but right. she may never be a full part of the family. And now she is. She uh-huh. hangs out in the office with all, with all the dogs. She hangs out, you know, there's, there's certain times it's very controlled because we're dealing with a trauma case and she walks with, with everybody and, you know, she's got a great life, but it took a while. We, it was a full year of shutdown. Kept no, I just got chills. I just got chills because what I'm hearing is you're going through your own physical, your own physical trauma. Yes. And you meet this, this, this amazing people who's yes. also going through this physical trauma. Yes. And I've got to believe that you're not a hundred percent every day in a positive light when you're yes. going through trauma, you know, absolutely. I think some and- of the most beautiful people in the world. And I love to say this about our courageous destinies have gone through it. It's not, they've lived this unicorns coming out of your butt rainbow life. Right. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this life where there's been trauma and there's been things to overcome and here you are, you, you meet, is it around the same time that you meet the pit bull? It was a when couple really months come- later. Okay. So, but around the same time, for sure. In that neighborhood, for sure. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so the, the, the falling and tripping started when I turned 40, but it was light. And then it was a lot more because everything was so weak. And I was trying to push through it and I kept falling. So it was at its height whenever we rescued her, which COVID was horrible for most people. But the fact that we got shut down and I had to rest was awesome because I wasn't falling in front of people and, and being, being cast out just because I was an embarrassment to people that were trusted partners and trusted clients. It was, it was a very difficult time. And one one of my animal communicator friends, who's also a human counselor, I was really having a hard time with her in the beginning. And the way that this, this whole book thing came about, it, it, it's always just come so naturally to me. So I, I couldn't figure out if it was that she was older or, but she was intense and mm-hmm. so am I. So I, I saw her and loved her for who she was, but just couldn't figure out why I was so frustrated. And I, so I reached out to my girlfriend, her name's Sam, and she's a wonderful animal communicator and counselor. And she said, Randy, she's you as a dog. She said, you're, you're trying to train the creature 
as the human, when you're not addressing her trauma or yours. Wow. I said, oh, dang it. You're that's so what I right. call That's what I call an ice snowball between the eyeballs. It's like, <laughs> oh, it was, it was huge. I, I mean, and it made me feel better because I felt so guilty. And I know guilt's a tool of the dark side, but it's something that all happens to all of us, especially whatever version of mother you are, you've got it. The, the, the guilt thing. It's, I mean, well, it's a, guilt to me, guilt is a habit. Go. It's a habit that we're learned to feel, you know, yes. and, and we have to undo something it automatically time. wired in us. So we need to do a lot of work on that, but it's, yes. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it comes and you yes. have to be aware of it. Yes. And the, the just climbing that mountain alone is unraveling, processing and moving on from every single moment of guilt is, is incredible and intense. But whenever I was saying to her, what's my trauma? I know what hers is to an extent. I don't know where she came from. I don't know exactly, but what's, what's mine. And she said, Randy, how many times were you told that you were going to die? How many times were you told that you can't have your husband's children? All of that Mm, white coat syndrome You didn't believe it at the time, but you didn't process it. And so you are a strong, courageous, confident woman, but you still fall into the pit of taking things personally or not thinking you're good enough. Mm -hmm. And this dog has no idea what to do. She's terrified of everything. She's trying to attack cars. She's trying to attack people. She just, if anything moves towards her or around her, she just wants it to stop. She doesn't want to be aggressive. She just wants it to stop. And she said, can't you understand that? Don't you want that? I'm not good enough to stop. Don't you want that? My body's not good enough to make it to stop. She said, this is the time where we're all shut down and you face that. And in facing that, you're going to be able to help her her heal and vice versa. That's just amazing. And I, you know, I, you know, I, saw your post the other day on Facebook about where you know during this time here you could barely walk to now and to see you walking you, you had done this this reel about your your garbage cans like yeah. taking the garbage cans you know down right and struggling a couple of years ago and then to this day walking down and I freaking love that because I know that everybody told you you couldn't do it and you did it anyway. I know yeah, everybody I'm- told you you couldn't do it. And that's the same. That's, a, that's to me what this this whole beautiful animal, the pit bull represents. Yes. Right. It's yeah. like so many people just are afraid of a pit bull for no reason other I than I was told it to be afraid of it. Yeah. You know, and you could well, have let fear shut you down, but you don't, you don't let fear shut you down. And I love that. I don't think it's an option. Shutting down right. is an option, even if you really, really want to. And trust me, when I tell you, there have been times during all of these transitions that have happened over the last several years that I have wanted to, I, I mean, absolutely. And whenever I was a little girl, I grew up in an animal shelter and my grandmother was giving women jobs in basically still an area that's like 1950 with a mason jar stuck over it. And it was 
amazing. But also I was little and I was seeing little girls after church all dressed up and bawling their faces off as their best friends were being dropped off at the animal shelter. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen firsthand how out of control the pet population is. I've seen firsthand, especially in rural areas, how hard it is for those people that want to help those animals. They're at our mercy and I can't have babies, but for some reason, the most traumatized pities of the world. I And look I at how you still bring out that nurturing side in such mm-hmm. a way that, I mean, it's still coming out that mother in you still comes out in the pit bulls, in this book, in being a stand for kids. Tell me about your intention and what you would love to see happen because a pity pool parties in the world. What is your biggest dream with it? Well, I want, I understand the fear. I know that there are some people that have been bitten by dogs that look some sort Mm -hmm. of way. Maybe they've got the blockhead. Maybe, I mean, there's so many different deviations of the breed at this point with all of the crossbreeding and the interbreeding. I understand, but there's also Chihuahuas and Rottweilers and Dobermans and all of the larger dogs that, that have potential. Mm Mm-hmm. I want people to see animals and people for that, for exactly what they are. I want people to understand that if you judge any person or creature before knowing them as an individual, it can not only cause harm to them, but it can cause harm to you. With that's why we focus on this story. Because I judged the crap out of that dog. Mm. And I've never done that before. I've always been a universal mother. I love you. I'll love you. I've always been, I've always worked with kids and I, I give the love of a mother and I'll take all the, all the wayward pities of the world and come into Moxie's bosom. But there was a disconnect there where I wasn't facing what I needed to heal within myself so that I could in turn heal it in her. And it was beautiful. And it was the reason that she looked at Jason and said, (laughs) you're my person. And Jason felt it. And so weeks later, he said, I can't stop thinking about her. She needs to be ours. And then I figured out why it was for me. I already know why it was for him, but it took me a minute because I was going through all the injury. But because I was going through all the injury, I could spend time with her separately and just try to understand and figure it out. And when I couldn't, I asked for help. And that's why asking for help is such a big part of this first story too. Oh, I, I love have, that. I have stories around all of my rescue pities, but asking for help and being open to being vulnerable is something that kids need to know early on. They have to be able to talk to their parents. They have to be able to talk to their friends. When, whenever you have feelings. You have to express them through emotion. You have to make sure that it's all expressed so you can process it and move on. And so this first story of Pity Pool Party, it's it's all about the power of friendship, non-judgment, acceptance, dog and animal rescue, but it's also about the main character's friends saving the day by showing love in such a special way. And sometimes that love is just listening. 
sometimes that love is being a little extra and taking the party to someone who needs it. But that vulnerability, that getting away from the screens, that talking about how you feel and opening yourself to discussion about it, opening yourself to being vulnerable and raw was really hard for me to admit that my feelings were hurt, that I couldn't connect with her, that my feelings were hurt, that people were, that were supposed to be my family and friends were now embarrassed of me and not asking me to be in their weddings because they didn't want someone limping down the aisle, or they didn't want me to come to a birthday party because they didn't want the kids wondering why I was limping. And so I was on an island with this little pity. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Well, you know what? And I, I always say like, I have a pity pot. Like I'm a recover pity pot sitter. <laughs> I'm always a recovering pity pot sitter. Um, and it's, it's interesting because I recognize when I'm sitting on my pity pot, um, as part of being human today, you know, I'm like, it's part of being human, you know, and it does take me help to get off my pity pots sometimes because it feels so real. I, I don't care how much, um, you know, I'm an expert at mindset. I'm an expert at the way all these things, but I don't care how much of that I have. Sometimes it's really hard to get off. Knowing it's, it in your head and feeling yes. it in your heart are two completely right. different things. So yes, you're an expert. You have all the knowledge, you have all the tools, but at the end of the day, if you feel some sort of way, you have got to express it through those emotions to be able to move on for it. So feel sorry for yourself, feel bad for yourself, and then realize you're blessed. You're here. You're walking, talking, seeing, tasting, feeling, hearing, smelling. You've got light. You've got manifestation power. So why are we bitter about someone else not being as loving as you are? You can't expect yourself from other people. Why are we feeling sorry for ourselves? Because this didn't work out because you thought it was going to be perfect. Well, guess what? We go back to when you make plans, God laughs. Exactly. And maybe you needed that lesson. Well, and, how, well and I love that you're getting the message out to kids too, in such a way early, you know, we grow up thinking that you know, it's weak to show emotion, yes. you know, at least I did. I mean, my, 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 I have to say my dad and my, my mom were, were very good. My mom in particular, I mean, she would let me lay my head down on her lap and pet my hair for hours while I released emotion. And, you know, it's very, very special that I, that I had that experience, Yes, but there was, I also grew up with two older brothers and then I was the crybaby sister. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we learn how to kind of mask that part of ourselves or cover it up because it's not popular to cry or it's not this to cry or, and I love that you're giving, it's almost like you're giving people permission that it's okay. But yeah. then, but then after you do it, it's, it's healing. Yes. Right? You process it and then move right. past it. Exactly. Leave it behind you. Don't go back and visit it. Don't put it in your mouth and chew on it like gum and right. then take it out and set it somewhere and then take it back up and chew on it a little more and then take it and set it somewhere and then take it up and chew on it a little more. That problem is past once it's processed. And if somebody hurt you, 
love, light, healing, and forgiveness that no longer serves my life and my purpose. God bless. It's just so important. And it was huge Mm. in the transition from the pageant world. It was huge in bringing in another pity after losing, you know, two twins traumatically because they weren't kept well and they had so many health issues that we didn't know, but they got happily ever after, whether it was for a year or just a couple of months, they had bliss. And so the gratitude, the focusing on the gratitude, yeah, whenever yeah. you're on your pity pot, as you say it, it's really, really important. Yes. Process those emotions. Yes. Walk past and walk through it. Don't go back. Don't chase a problem don't live in you've it. already processed. What? Yeah. Don't live in it. Don't keep living in it. Well, and we chase it. Yeah. We've, we've, we've pushed it back, but then we go back to it. We've right. pushed we pushed it back and then then. we go back to it. Then we yeah. practice that enough and then we have a habit of it. And pretty soon that's the majority of the emotions that we're feeling is this kind of defeated, you know, sad type of energy where in the beginning it's completely normal, but then, and it is always completely normal, right? <laughs> we're right. Human we're, but we're it's like having that awareness that you have yes. a choice to make it into something different. Yes. Getting our kids knowing this early. You know, I have, I have three teenagers right now, you know, God they're, bless they're, you. <laughs> and they're 15 years old and they all process Ooh. things very differently, you know, very, very differently. And well, we're from a different era and I, especially because yes. I was in West Virginia and even to this day, there aren't as many screens and computer-based doing, doing class from a computer. It's still touching books. It's still eye to eye communication there, there are iPads and phones, et cetera, but anywhere else it's the, it's to the 500th power and we're losing our connection. We're losing the thing that can connect us. And it's so powerful. If you go and volunteer at a barn, if you go and volunteer with animals anywhere and you don't take your phone, it's amazing what it does for your soul. Animals are what helped us get to the top of the food chain. It was Uh watching wolves and it was cohabitating with them and being around animals and domesticating them. And then the greed took over. And now we've got the shelter and the, the animal, the pet population out of control. And kids need to know that we can do better. We can do better for animals. We can do better for kids. We can do better for all the things that we aren't doing very well at right now. We can communicate better. We can be kinder. We can be open. We can pick up a book and not read it on a screen. We can be good to our brains. We can be good to our emotions, but we just can't keep chasing the same experience, the same experience. That's something that is so common for people to say, okay, I create, I process, but wait, he hurt my feelings, but wait, she hurt my feelings. Yes. Yes. But we don't go back to that. Well, and I think that sometimes kids and people, because we're living in our screens and we don't have practice at processing, yeah. right? We don't have practice at feeling emotions anymore. Yeah. You know, we, it's, it's like, no, this really hurt. Like, you don't understand this really hurt. And it can be easy to stay in that kind of wounded state 
because we don't have the, you know, so to, to be able to understand that emotions are a thing that gets processed. I love that your book is doing that. I love that. It's really about the vulnerability of a young girl yeah. sharing with her mom that she felt bad that she had to tell her new rescue sister the truth about how some people felt about her breed. And then she goes to be with her friends and her friends can tell something's wrong. So they ask her and she's honest about it with them. And that's, I think is important. And then the friends come up with a way to make sure everyone feels loved and included. Even though it was just one girl's birthday, they made it into something that was a celebration and love for all creatures involved. And I think that it's really inspiring. I think that the rescue component of it, but but more importantly, the vulnerability and talking about it. And you're so right. We are so conditioned to our screens and not processing things. Mm-hmm. So when they happen, whenever we feel some sort of way, it's almost always an extremity. Yeah. Now, I live in extremities, so I can help you out with that. But well, and then we go and post it at some people, you know, the post it on Facebook and then they stare at it even longer. Right. Yeah. And they make sure, <laughs> oh, did anybody, did anybody, did anybody comment? What did they say? Does anybody care? Right. And then that icky energy that started off icky in the first place gets really yes. big. And that's yes. what's going all the time. Yes. I was, I have to share this. So I was, I was. There was something about David Beckham on the on the internet that I happened to see the other day, and he was kissing his 11-year-old daughter on the lips. Aww. It was so sweet. And there was this whole thing about how, was it this or what, you know, was that appropriate for him to be doing that or this or that? I'm like, a man is showing an outward affection to his child who's 11. I mean, it was to me, it was just beautiful. And you've got like, 400 or some odd comments about how awful it was, you know, or how, you know, there was like half and half or 50, 50. And it was just so amazing to me, you know, how it was being turned and twisted. And that's what happens when people aren't processing their, their grief and their trauma, it gets turned and twisted and made into this something that it didn't even start out originally everyone everyone that hasn't processed their own things want to push their agenda or push their opinion so that they feel worthy of something it's very unfortunate yes they want they want to be validated and they feel like if they put it out there they get attention they and that attention seeking approval is a trauma response it's not something that's normal for the what we were actually made for stress is not gets lost right yeah what what our bodies aren't made for stress when we have stress we're supposed to process it and move past it and not go back to the stress and if there's something that causes regular stress okay i'm grateful for that because of xyz and you've got to shift it away from stress and if you're one of those uh, you know keyboard trolls god bless them then you are just thinking that you ha- that you have a say in something. Well, go and get a say in something because that's anonymous. And the amount right. of people, you know, the amount of people that think that I make videos for attention, trust me when I tell you, big hair, big mouth, big boobs, big heart, big energy. 
I don't lack for attention anywhere I go. What I'm doing is trying to bring my own story in front of people because I want them to know when you're down, you can't give up. And I was down. And I still have days where I can't get out of bed, but I do the physical therapy with the, with the trash cans and all the things in those pants too big for me. I don't care about fashion. What I care about is inspiration. What I care about is you and loving you in a way that helps you see my vulnerability. So, you know, it's okay. You're the that's, example you're giving that's us. All the, it is. Yeah. When we're the example for something of, I'm just going to call it that cosmic energy of love. When we're that, that example, we do give naturally people other per- permission to, to choose it. You know, it's like, oh, wow, that is possible to choose it. And I love, I love what you just said. I mean, that to me, that's everything about what courageous destiny is all about. It's- it absolutely is. That's why, mm-hmm. that's why that you being my first interview about this is all the way everything. <laughs> Yay. Well, I am so honored. I'm so, so honored that you entrusted me with this. I mean, I want to, how, how does one go about getting a pity pool party for their youngins? It is through all of the Amazon, all of the Amazon ways. So I'm pretty sure that if you go to Amazon, if you go to Walmart, if you go to Barnes and Noble, any, if you're uploaded on Amazon, it goes to all those places, but Amazon, a pity pool party or a search for Randy Moxie will We'll get you there either way, or you can go to randymoxie.com because there's a tab for Moxie books. And this is the first one. And I'm hoping that there will be more because I do have many ideas and a lot of, a lot of outlines done for the pity positivity series that, that encapsulate each of my rescue pits. And I'm sure God will bring me more, not necessarily to live in my home, but stories that are meant to be told and that children can relate to. Yes. Yes. Well, I am, I'm so, I'm so excited for your future. I'm so excited for the future of Pity Positivity series. I can see it too. And, you know, just I, I, I could have you on probably for about 30 different subjects at any given time. <laughs> You're just so awesome. So thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Thank you and, so much for having me. You are so wonderful. And thank you for all the uh, light and love that you give. While you also have three 15-year-old kids, you are <laughs> a true queen. Absolutely. Well, I always say there's all kinds of different courageous destinies and different seasons of courageous destiny. And right now I'm in the uh the, the teenage season. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening again. Look up Randy Moxie. That's R A N D I Moxie M O X I a pity pool party can be found on Amazon. Get it for your loved ones. Get it for your kids. Let's help support um, a really amazing cause that's out there and let's help kids be vulnerable and let's, Show them a different way. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. All right.